opened the door to the most powerful room in housing, built for mortgage executives, real estate leaders, and the rising stars that drive innovation and progress, the gathering will feature over 45 powerful speakers on stage in Scottsdale, Arizona from April 21st to the 24th. Learn more and register now at housingwirethegathering.com. You know, I would say that first moment for me was sort of making the decision again of going um, going all in on the agents mm-hmm. on our team as my clients and and stopping uh, direct um, you know directly working with the buyer seller with with the consumer and you know it wasn't so much a financial decision I've never really been one that looks at it financially and says okay what what's better you know which you know which is going to be more money or that type of thing for me it was more about what do I enjoy doing um, where can I bring the most value to others and and so for me that was i would say sort of the first moment second moment um you know over time i would say is you know as team leaders it's it's really the kind of the realization that you have to provide meaningful value for agents uh, and i think um, that meaningful value can mean a number of different things um, but but there has to be something there there has to really be something there and and i think you know what i found you know with that moment sort of is that when you really do your best to take care of your existing agents they're naturally you know, I've found going to want to refer you to friends and family and other people in the industry. And so for me, a lot of our growth has been really organic. Welcome to the Real Trending Podcast, where your host, Tracy Belt, Editorial Director of Real Trends, interviews the brightest minds in real estate. Each week, brokerage leaders, top agents, team leaders, and industry experts join Tracy to share their trends, their secrets to success, and the lessons they've learned navigating this ever-changing industry. A lot of real estate team leaders have a hard time growing because they're not quite sure they're ready to give up selling just yet. So my interview with Ryan O'Neill from the Minnesota real estate team, it's a mega team that's been in the real trends, um, the thousand for several years now. Ryan talks about how he finally made that transition and and what it meant to the growth of the team. He also talks about some of the challenges that he's had and at what stages he's had those challenges, why he chose being a team rather than a brokerage. Um, He is with a Remax um, Advantage Plus in Minnesota. And he has some really interesting insight uh, that even brokers can, you know, heed based on some of the, the things that he's done with his with his team. So enjoy the listen. This is Tracy Velt, Editorial Director for Real Trends. Today you'll be listening to an exclusive interview with Ryan O'Neill, team leader of Ryan O'Neill and the Minnesota real estate team of Remax Advantage Plus in Bloomington, Minnesota. Ryan is no stranger to the Real Trends, the thousand top agents and teams nationwide. In 2021, his team of over 150 agents ranks number 17 mega teams by volume and number 14 by transaction side. So welcome, Ryan. Well, good morning, Tracy. Thanks for uh, the kind invite and uh, happy to join you. Love the work that you do. And um, I just, uh, I'm happy to to be with you today. 
Great. Thanks. And I said you had 150 agents that might be a little different now. So um, what is what is your team up to at this point? Yeah, you know, we've been about the same size the okay. last um, the last few years. We're at about 170 uh, agents mm-hmm. and um, it's been busy, busy market, busy time, I know, for for everyone. Uh, but uh, yeah, I'm just just excited, to, excited to be with you here today. OK, great. Well, I'm just going to start with um, talking to me a little bit about how you built the team. I know you started in um, 2006. You ramped it up pretty quickly. So what was your greatest challenge in those early years? Yeah, I think, you know, I I started uh, as a licensed agent in 2003. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think in the early years, the biggest challenge really was trying trying to find time to to devote both to clients, buyers, sellers, investors, as well as the the agents that I was starting to work with on the team, and really uh, doing both well. Um, you know, I felt like it was it was difficult. You know, as many of you know that have uh, teams or work with teams, it's very hard to do both well. Um, and for me, that was uh, that was definitely a challenge. It was kind of a point where I'm like, okay, I either need to go left or I need to go to go right uh, as far as working with a client or working with an agent. But um, that was, I would say, kind of the biggest challenge um, the first few years, anyway. Okay, and so obviously you have a massive team, um, and a lot of team leaders really struggle with the different phases of building a team. Um, and I'm sure that you are no different. I mean, it takes it takes a lot of adjustment and pivoting to build a team your size. So what were kind of the three most pivotal moments um, in scaling your growth? Yeah, I, you know, I would say that that first moment um, is, you know, for me was sort of making the decision again of going um, going all in on the agents on our team as my clients and and stopping uh direct um you know directly working with the buyer seller with with the consumer and you know it was a i would say it wasn't um you know it wasn't so much a financial decision i've never really been one that that you know kind of looks at it financially and says okay what what's better you know which you know which is going to be more money or that type of thing for me it was more about what do i enjoy doing um what um you know um uh, where can i bring the most value to others and and so for me that was i would say sort of the first um you know the first moment second moment um you know over time i would say is you know as team leaders it's it's really the kind of the realization that you have to provide meaningful value for agents mm-hmm. uh, and i think um that meaningful value can mean a number of different things um it could be um you know in regards to commission splits in regards to training in regards to support um, but but there has to be something there. There has to really be something there. And and I think, you know, what I found, you know, with that moment sort of is that when you really do your best to take care of your existing uh, agents, when you really do your absolute best to provide that meaningful value, um, you know, through training, through care, through 
uh, lead generation through you know all of the benefits that agents can experience, they're naturally you know, iPhone going to want to refer you to friends and family and other people in the industry. And so for me, a lot of our growth has been really organic where I don't, I am not a hardcore recruiter. I don't, you know, call up uh, all the other brokerages and say, hey, we're the best and you need to come work with us. Mm -hmm. It's been more of an organic growth, really a referral based growth here in the Twin Cities. And so I would say that's the second moment. Um, you know, the, the, the third moment, uh, Tracy, I would say is just um, really um, learning to, to accept and realize and focus on what we can control. Um, you know, that being obviously our attitude we bring every day, our effort that we bring every day and how we treat uh, other, other people, clients, fellow agents, our fellow brokers. You know, I think sometimes with teams um, and with brokerages, there is such a strong competitiveness, of course. But what I've found, um, you know, I think I have maybe, um, you know, I'm a lot like my dad. I've kind of got a little bit of an older soul. And I I find that, you know, agents are going to do whatever they're going to do. In other words, they may be with you one year and they may want to leave and go start their own brokerage. They may want to go start their own real estate team. They may want to start some other type of business. I think my approach over the years has always been one of trying to build goodwill Mm -hmm. with our agents and supporting people, supporting their goals, their dreams. You know, the Minnesota real estate team has never been about Ryan Mm O'Neill. People frankly don't care who I am in relation to any of the other agents on the team. And I think as team leaders, the sooner that a person can can come to a realization that that agents are going to do what they're going to do. And no matter how hard or strong or every way you try to fight to to keep people, and believe me, I am. I mean, I'm competitive. I I always want to keep folks with us. That moment, Tracy, was sort of the third moment in realizing that, hey, you know what? People are going to do what they're going to do. And at the end of the day, be happy for folks, be supportive, you know, let them chase their dreams. And that's why I think, at least in the Twin Cities, one of my goals has been to build goodwill with friends at all the real estate companies and teams. So kind of a long answer to your question, but those are kind of the three things, essentially. And that's interesting. And as far as the um, the very first moment that you mentioned when you had to decide who your client was. um, Yeah. About how many agents did you have at that point? Do you remember? Yeah, I mean, there there were you know maybe seven, eight, nine agents, and you know for me it's it's you know I, I do everything kind of a hundred and ten percent. I, mm-hmm. I want to do my absolute best, and it just it was getting to a point where I just felt like you know what do I enjoy doing more so, mm-hmm. and and I liked the team idea. I liked the idea of growing the team and working with others, and so that's just kind of the direction that I went. Okay, and did you so? I want to be clear. Did you actually stop selling? Yeah. Focus more on lead generation. Yeah, I totally stopped selling. And so it was, you know, obviously a financial risk. um, Mm -hmm. And and still to this day, I don't actively sell. So um, if one of my brothers calls up and says, hey, they got it, they want to sell their house, Mm -hmm. they're referred to an agent with uh, with me on the team. And so Um, so yeah, it's, it's, um, full-time I'm working now with, uh, with the agents on our team. 
Yeah. And I think that's a really huge step that is really difficult for a lot of yeah. agents because it's, it is a huge risk, you know, you yeah. know, um, and for brokers too, um, who want to grow their, you know, for selling brokers, if they want to, they want to grow, making that decision to stop selling, it's a difficult decision because you just don't, you know, but, it, but what I've seen um, is it pays off for the people who really focus and do it the right way. So, so right. yeah. Right. Absolutely. It's hard to chase two different things. I, yeah. I think it's just hard to focus. And, um, and and that's a simple thing. Sometimes that people, it's a good lesson in life is just, yeah. um, you know, just focusing more so can help you get a little bit further ahead instead of having multiple things that you're trying to do. Right. Definitely. Um, and obviously teams are huge. They've been for a while, but these, the mega teams are really starting. Um, I don't know. I'm just seeing a trend toward a lot more of them um, yeah. and a lot of different structures as well. So what advice do you have for, you know, people, you know, agents just starting out and just building a team, like maybe a couple of the lessons that you've learned along the way that might help them to get over that, you know, kind of pivotal um, hump and, and move to the next phase. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's a few points, uh, a few items, I think hopefully helpful nuggets for mm -hmm. uh, aspiring team leaders or current team leaders. My business motto over the years, it really, if you wanted to just keep it as simple as possible, Tracy is, um, has been finding good people, mm -hmm. uh, treating them well and good things have happened over time. I know that sounds super basic, mm -hmm. super simple, but I think when you look at finding good people, treating them well, well, well what does that mean? Um, one of the things I would say is commission-wise. Yeah. From a commission split standpoint, I've worked long enough helping buyers, sellers, and I think as the team leader, when you have some empathy, when you understand how hard your folks are working, you know, not treating the human as a, as a commodity Mm -hmm. But rather, really looking at them as your most valuable asset in your team. And so the money has to be good for people. It has to be fair. It has to be motivating. Mm -hmm. If the money is not good, people are frankly going to leave. Yeah. And so I think that's a simple thing, knowing your commission structure, knowing what you offer. Um, as I talked about a little bit earlier, having meaningful value, mm -hmm. um, whether it's training, leads, support marketing. Um, you've got to know your value proposition and it has to make sense. It's got to be there for folks. Um, bigger teams are not better. Yeah. Having more having more agents is not necessarily better. If you're a solo agent right now, don't think you have to be a team because that's better. Follow your heart. Do what you want to do. I've seen a lot of people that get into teams that have bigger teams and they realize that isn't necessarily what they wanted to do. Um, I would say also, again, I've got a few different items. Don't overspend mm -hmm. on lead generation. I see a lot of teams that way overspend on all types of lead generation. Um, so you have to, again, know your, um, know your numbers. Mm -hmm. um, um, from a model standpoint that you referenced, you know, the team is not based on me. So with us, the agents, they have their name on the sign. They have their ability to market themselves, to leverage our team. There's more risk for you as the team leader that they're going to leave. But frankly, in my opinion, it's better for them. It's better for their business, growing their business, 
you know, over time. And I think it's also better for agent retention Mm -hmm. by allowing the agent to focus, um, you know, on building their own brand as well with your team. Um, A couple of just real quick last things, uh, Tracy, is I would say, look for Mm win-win situations with your business partners. For example, um, we do a weekly radio show Mm -hmm. that we have a lot of partners with us who help finance the show itself. Mm-hmm. But um, through that advertising, through the the group efforts, it's been a huge win for everybody involved with yeah. the radio show um, over time. Um, that's been big. And then also, you know, with with the broker that we're with, with Remax Advantage Plus, um, a gentleman by the name of Eric Malmberg has been so kind and supportive to me and our team over the years. He's got 21 offices around the metro. So a ton of offices. Um, a great back-end system, staff, all the things that you need to do to really run a great company. So for us, we've been able to plug into that operation, really create a a win-win. Certainly, there's a cost to us to be part of that. But I think sometimes as agents, brokers, teams, we try to do everything on our own. And I'm a big believer that you you can work smarter and you can um, have efficiencies that can help you do more business. I mean, last year was our team's best year ever with, you know, with over 2,200 transactions. And so a lot of it is those efficiencies, those win-win situations help us um, grow. So that's a lot of stuff I threw at you there, but those are some tips and ideas for team leaders. No, that's great. Valuable information for sure. Um, and you said you've been at about 170 agents. What is your growth strategy moving forward? Do you feel like you're um, maybe growing in other ways, putting a focus on something different than growing through recruiting? Um, you, you can't ever stop recruiting. People leave, so you have to fill those spots. But right. Um, right. talk to me a little bit about your growth strategy. Yeah, growth strategy, I would always say um, – as I mentioned, I'm not a huge hardcore recruiter, um, partly because having friends at a lot of the local uh, companies, and I know there's a lot of great uh, business models out there. You know, my growth strategy really has been focusing on our existing agents and and making the team the best for them in every way uh, possible. You know, for example, we just got back from our annual top producer trip. I, I pay for a trip for them and a spouse guest if they sell a certain amount, um, or I do a cash bonus option. So we, you know, we had almost 60 folks go down to Mexico, an all-inclusive resort, um, just having fun, you know, slowing down, having fun, celebrating each other, celebrating successes. I think growth happens um, organically, much like a real estate business, when you're you're trying to do the right things, when you're trying to celebrate people, have fun. Um, you know, so I think a lot of our growth strategy really has been that, Tracy, over time. You know, it's just about trying to do the right thing, um, making it good for our agents, helping our agents. And over time, you know, that growth has slowly um, happened. You know, and I think, too, um, you know, one other one other thought I've seen with some teams is that one reason I think we've grown a lot is that, you know, I'm very reachable. In other words, by email, by phone, I'm kind of sort of in the trenches with our agents. I think sometimes a lot of teams set up so much hierarchy Mm -hmm. that 
that the team leader or the CEO or whoever's running the team is unreachable. I think people are surprised when they work with our team. They're like, oh my gosh, this guy actually picks up his phone. He actually emails me back the same day. I'm a big believer in, you know, the the inbox zero philosophy of responding back. I think it shows care. It shows that you're on it. You're not you know, living on some island and making all your agents do all the dirty work while while you as the owner or whoever are making all the money. It's just simple business philosophy stuff. I mean, it's not rocket science, but I think agents appreciate that. And that's helped our growth uh, over time too. Okay. And I, I don't, Sure, you've seen the real trends study. We did one on team profitability versus yeah. um, brokerage profitability, and and it's really not a surprise. It's just confirmation that teams are much more profitable than brokerages, and a lot of that has to do with lead generation. Um, so, talk to me about what you're doing um, from a lead generation and a systems perspective. Yeah, since day one, I've been a huge believer in in lead generation. We, I come from kind of a large uh, Irish Catholic family, so I never wanted to be the guy that's calling up all my friends, families, and neighbors saying, hey, I'm a realtor, use me. Mm-hmm. I, I'm just not a hardcore salesperson like that at all. And so I, early on, you know, the idea of, of catching as many potential fish through lead generation has been a huge strategy of what we do. Mm-hmm. So to this day, Tracy, I mean, we do a, a ton with with Google, organic, um, you know, SEO, paid, social media, mm-hmm. um, all of the different lead platforms that are out there. A lot of referral platforms. We've built up a lot of great relationships with non-REMAX agents, teams, brokers who know we're a really um, good, honest, trustworthy group in the Twin Cities. And so we get a lot of referrals from different brokers that don't have agents in certain areas where we're paying them a very healthy referral fee. And so I think, you know, lead generation is key. You know, we generate, I don't know, anywhere from 1200 to 1500 leads a month. Mm -hmm. But I would say with that lead generation, we believe in being as generous as possible with our agent. The commissions have to be good for people. At the end of the day, if they're not fair, an agent's going to leave after a year or two or three. And I think for me, I understand, you know, you know, that end of the business enough that we really try our best to make the commissions um, as best as possible. And, you know, it's just, again, it's about making the time count for the agent. If they're out showing, they're working leads, if the commissions are good, if it is um, uh, a fair use of their time, they're going to stay. And I mean, thankfully, Tracy, we have so many agents on our team the, the retention is awesome. I mean, we have agents who run their own team, run their own brokerage. They could do anything they want, but they love being with our team. And I think at the end of the day, it, it's, you know, it's a level playing field. It's not um, me kind of pontificating about how the real estate world works. It's collaborating. It's hearing different voices. It's seeing what works. And a lot of these seasoned agents that do 15, 20, 30, 50 million a year, they don't need to be on our team, but they like what we bring to the table. And I think at the end of the day, you know, again, back to your question, wherever you're at in the team process, the lead game is very important. Just don't overspend because leads 
I don't care where they're from. They're more difficult to convert, of course, than your sphere, than your uh, family, neighbors, friends. And so that's really, I think, where the best real estate businesses are grown over time. Yeah, definitely. Um, And, you know, I hear a lot lately, too, about um, companies focusing on per agent productivity and um, growing that way. Um, And so talk to me a little bit about what strategies you're using to boost that per agent productivity on your team. Yeah, absolutely. I would say weekly training. We're huge in training in person, um, as well as uh, virtual Facebook groups. Uh, We have a team accountability group. Um, We do a lot of social events to kind of build culture. That top producer trip I just talked about, Mm -hmm. annual holiday party, um, we've got a kind of an internal help desk by phone and email to help our agents to help them grow their business. At the end of the day, though, what I've learned over 20 years of doing this is the agent has to want it. Um, no matter how much you try to manage or micromanage or whatever, if it's not in the heart of the agent, it's never going to work. So for me, it's more about trying to find what does our agent want to do if they're able to put forth a consistent effort. Mm-hmm. their productivity is going to be outstanding. If they're not putting forth that time and effort, as we know, the, the business kind of suffers. And so very simple things, Tracy, but it's um, what what um, what we do really try to kind of boost that productivity. Okay, great. Um, you know, there's a lot of uh, talk about these new consumer services, especially financing, um, you know, bridge loans or, or modern bridge loans um, and, ca- you know, give, making every buyer a cash buyer. Are you looking, uh, considering any of those types of consumer services or do you already offer them? Um, and what do you, what is your opinion on them? Yeah, you know, we do in, in various ways. I would say one thing that we, uh, I would say there's not a huge focus on our end. We're always trying to involve, evolve. We're staying with the times, but I think Part of the reason our team collectively has been successful is that we are laser focused on the consumer. Mm-hmm. Our agents are laser focused on the consumer on helping people buy, sell, invest in real estate. Again, the focus has allowed our agents to really provide a great service. And so for us, certainly there's a lot of other ways to monetize the business and other things that you can do. We don't spend a ton of time on a lot of that ancillary stuff. Mm-hmm. Certainly, again, we offer um, you know the cash offer programs and different things like that to compete. But I would say we, we're not spending a lot of time in those other areas. Okay, great. Um, so I want to talk opportunity. So in the next maybe year or so, where do you see the biggest opportunities for team leaders and um, agents? Yeah, I would say you know there there continues to be a ton of opportunity for uh, teams team leaders, uh, brokers, um, a lot of agents. You know, when I started the Minnesota real estate team, teams were a little bit of a new, newer thing. Right now, you know, obviously teams are all the rage. There's, mm-hmm. there's always agents looking to, to join teams. So I think as broker owners, be open to your, your team leaders. Um, help them um, to, to grow. It can help you, you, you and your brokerage. I think individual agents, team leaders, always be looking for agents, looking on how you can be providing value. Agents are looking for additional support, lead generation, training, mentoring. So I don't see, you know, I don't see that stopping or slowing down. And so I think there's, 
there's all kinds of opportunities out there for broker owners as well as team leaders to continue to grow. And I think that growth is going to happen uh, over time. Okay. And do you, um, I'm going to throw one at you that I don't have down here. Yeah. Um, do you feel like, you know, inflation and some of the market conditions right now are impacting your agents at all? Or do you find that they, I mean, obviously the market's still good regardless of some of the um, things that are happening with inflation and, and um, low inventory and, and things like that. Um, you know, how is it affecting your agents and the morale of your agents? Yeah, I, you know, I think as we know, every year there is there are challenges, things again, things that we just frankly can't control. Um, you know, this year with lack of inventory, rising interest rates, uh, inflation, no different. It's no different than I think of some years we we had all short sales, yeah. uh, or we had forty thousand homes in the Twin Cities here, and we couldn't get an offer on anything. So I think we try to again, go back to focus on our effort, our daily effort, focus on our, our consumers, on our attitude, on, our, on being positive, mm-hmm. um, uh, on, you know, through your messaging, your, your phone calls, your emails, social media, people want to work with folks that are upbeat. And so don't let the negativity of the market, uh, you know, doomsday get you down because frankly, there's always going to, in my opinion, there's always going to be something. And so we have not, again, last year was our team's best year with the lowest inventory we've ever seen. Mm-hmm. This year is starting out just very much the same way. A ton of challenges, but I think it's kind of winnowing out a lot of agents who, again, maybe the business is different. It is a little bit more work. And I think, but you have to rise to the challenge. I mean, what job isn't a lot of work? And again, for real estate agents to make the amount of monies a lot of agents can make, you know, are paid very fairly for what we do. And so I think we have to remember that. Um, and I think, again, if you've, you know, if you've worked another job where you've worked 60 hours a week and made way less, mm-hmm. you know, you, you appreciate that more. And I think that's why when I meet agents that come into the business that have worked different jobs, 60 hours a week and make way less money, they're willing to make that effort that, and they, they succeed um, in this industry. Yeah, definitely. Um, well, I just, my last question is, what does the future hold for your team? Yeah, future holds for our team, you know what, is I I just take it one day at a a time. Um, One of my life's mottos is, um, again, you know, my my mom is 85. uh, My dad is, is, um, you know, uh, no longer living. But it for them, it was all about um, treating others with kindness, um, um, bringing goodwill, to friends, families, neighbors. Um, you know, again, I kind of have an older soul and I think life goes by a little too fast. Um, and, you know, for me, it's it's just about celebrating every day, being good to the people that I'm working with, being grateful and doing my best, you know, and, and letting, letting everything else kind of take care of itself. And so looking forward to the future, I'm optimistic, I'm hopeful. Um, and I would say to uh, Tracy, I'm really grateful for you, uh, for Steve, your organization, the awesome work you guys do. You put out a ton of content. I can encourage anybody watching, if you're new to Real Trends, plug in. They have been an industry leader since I've been uh, been in this business. Love the material they have out. It's helped me tremendously. 
So I'm truly grateful for you, Tracy, and the great work that you put forth every day. And um, you're definitely impacting others in a really positive way. So thank you. Well, great. Thank you. I think I'm going to talk to you every day. This is great. <laughs> hey, I'm honest. I speak, I speak the truth. I, I got to tell you, when I got you on a Zoom call, I, gotta, I have to let you know. But I'm speaking for many others, too. So thank you. Well, thanks. I do appreciate it. It's always um, nice to get feedback about the work you do. So, so thank Absolutely. you. Positive feedback. <laughs> Absolutely, indeed. Yeah. Well, Ryan, thank you so much for joining the Real Trending Podcast. Um, we really appreciate all your insight and, um, and we appreciate you as well. So thank you. No, thank you, Tracy. Uh, enjoy, uh, enjoy the rest of the week and uh, appreciate, uh, appreciate the time. Thank you for listening to Real Trending. If you haven't already, we'd love it if you'd take a minute to rate the show or leave a comment. And we will see you next week with more news and insights.